The Kayfabe Crunch is brought to you by Ghost Mattresses. Our mattresses are rigid enough to withstand even the heaviest of elbow drops from the nightstand. That's right, we know what you use our beds for. That's why we're advertising on a wrestling podcast. Although, we ask you not to perform a pile driver on one of our mattresses, as we're still dealing with out-of-court settlements. The Kayfabe Crunch, the news is here. Good day, this is your Kayfabe Crunch for Saturday, February 22nd, 2020. I'm Benjamin Bexploder. At the Kayfabe Crunch, we're focused on expanding our wrestling news stations throughout the entire world. And we're proud to announce that in the summer of 2020, we'll be opening a wrestling news outlet in Japan. As there's nothing major happening in Japan this summer, we thought it would be the perfect time to... The what? The Olympics? They're in Japan this summer. <laughs> Come on, nobody watches the Olympics. No, especially not people who listen to this podcast. They snub wrestling every time. Mm-hmm. Okay, JD, explain the differences between pro wrestling and rhythmic gymnastics for me. Go on. No, I'll, I'll wait. We've got time. Top story, Tag Team Tussle. The Usos kicked off SmackDown, returning after a whole week away. The brothers stated they wanted to host a super kick party. It's unclear if the Young Bucks have decided to franchise their brand of celebration. If they haven't, the Usos can expect a cease and desist in the coming days. The New Day, their tag team partners for the evening, then arrived, and the two teams complemented each other, back and forth, for a few minutes. Which is only newsworthy, as that doesn't normally happen in wrestling. Perhaps we'll see a well-wishes-on-a-pole match sometime soon. Some real assault and flattery. Miz and Morrison arrived on the scene to mock the common catchphrases of both fan-favorite teams. They then proceeded to invent one of their own, which is too cringy for me to repeat. I know, too much cringe for this wrestling news podcast. Anyway, after an awkward minute, they then simultaneously said the words, be jealous, with more effort and confidence than they put into their initial idea. So, if this newsreader is being aggressively honest, that should be their catchphrase. Ziggler and Rude then joined the party, which didn't involve superkicks, don't sue, and an eight-man tag was birthed onto your screens. The Usos and New Day won, which Corey Graves blamed on Ziggler for having a busy weekend. Some people are speculating this was in reference to the Mandy Rose incident, but it's likely he's referring to the slew of stand-up bookings Ziggler had, due to Dolph being an incredibly hilarious comedian. And now it's time for your fast count, the performance center of news. Carbon dating reveals Luchasaurus to be from the late Cretaceous period and not the Jurassic period as claimed. Velveteen Dream threatens Roderick Strong's wife and wears gloves made from her stolen underwear. Still, he remains the fan favorite in this rivalry. Sheamus has WWE's pest problem under control. The time has come to exterminate every last rat in that locker room. Corey Graves makes reference to the Jay Giles band, 
once again showcasing how modern, relevant, and punk rock he is. Daniel Bryan disapproves of Drew Gulak's PowerPoint presentation, which is surprising as digital files help reduce the use of paper. Leaked audio reveals Baron Corbin's strange relationship with his cheese drawer. When I take his face and I grate the flesh. The Bella Twins to be inducted into the Hall of Fame twice. Because there's two of them, one for each. Cody Rhodes moonsaults off the cage on Dynamite, that's Dynamite the television program, and not a big pile of dynamite. This isn't Big Japan. Lacey Evans defends the use of insult slang and calls herself a pig in order to win the hearts and minds of the WWE Universe. Good luck, Lacey. Dolph Ziggler may have been the person who sent Otis the text last week. We attempted to reach out to Ziggler for a comment, but we only received a plethora of eggplant emojis. And several dick pics. Naomi wins opportunity to face Bailey at Super Showdown. Carmella wins opportunity to not get stranded on a runway. Michael Cole states that Ringo Starr would be proud after Strowman smashed a drum over Cesaro's head. As Ringo was the drummer for the Beatles, it's actually the one instrument he would like to see unsmashed. And that's your fast count. You've been counted out. That was your final warning. Who's next? The Fiends next, according to one t-shirt, and indeed the entire marketing campaign for Super Showdown. Yes, this bizarre once-in-a-lifetime matchup will take place Thursday, and on SmackDown, these two unstoppable forces came face-to-face, -face. let's take a look. I keep forgetting this is a podcast. Goldberg hit the ring, and children everywhere wondered why the crowd were mocking him with Ryback-style chants. Before Wyatt's name could cross his lips, Goldberg was interrupted by the Firefly Funhouse. Wyatt looked to be doing construction on his fictional home, but appeared to be working without proper permits. What was he thinking? That's clearly a load-bearing funhouse. Wyatt introduced Goldberg to all of his friends, but Big Bill seemed rather unfazed by a collection of puppets. That was until The Fiend, the most dangerous puppet of all because it isn't a puppet, it's a scary man, hit the ring. In what made for shocking television, Goldberg then speared The Fiend and left him crumpled like a discarded WCW poster. Before the attack could continue, The Fiend managed to escape via a brief reset of the house lights. I get not wanting to run around in the dark, but nobody ever gives chase once the lights come back on. Last night saw SmackDown's first ever Symphony of Destruction match, which basically involved two teams bashing each other with various instruments. Mallory Triptych is the conductor of the Royal Orchestra of East Zagreb, and she had a few things to say about last night's match. Here she is, speaking late last night while knitting a rather garish sweater. Symphony of Destruction was more like a destruction of symphony. The instruments involved were idiotically issued as instruments of ire. We saw fracas with a flute, violence with violins, crescent don't watch wrestling expecting a recital. First, Elias got the woodwind knocked right out of him. Strowman managed to string together some offense against Nakamura, who had a drum to percussion his fall. 
Now let's get down to the brass tacks. The match lasted ten or so minutes, during which Strowman got himself into treble. In a gong-bong-gong-rong, Nakamura went crashing. Cesaro fretted after receiving Elias's threatened frets. And holy sheet music, let's not talk about the timpani. It could have been worse. Someone could have taken a low blow to the piccolo with an oboe. My advice to wrestlers? P.N. Know your limits. Stick to the dancing and leave the music to me. There's just time for a quick update on the Johnny Alkaline situation, a deceased wrestler who has apparently returned to the land of the living. Now, Johnny Alkaline has been seen coming in and out of hardware stores across the nation. Many are speculating on the purpose of his actions, but we believe he's acquiring the weapons for one last deathmatch. Perhaps just in the vain hope that he can somehow escape this hellish, purgatorial existence. Of course, the big question now is, who will his opponent be? Is it possible to grapple a ghost? Can the living wrestle the dead? If you're listening to this and thinking, I'll fight a ghost, I don't even care. I'll fight Johnny Alkaline if it helps him pass through to the spirit world. Then please get in touch via email or one of our many hotlines. You and you alone could be the key difference in this epic battle between life and death. Join us Tuesday when we'll bring you all the latest from Monday Night Raw. And remember, you can support the Kayfabe Crunch by sending this episode's link to that friend you have who also likes wrestling. That way, when they reach this part of the episode, they'll know you thought of them because of the words I'm saying right now. Aww. This has been the Kayfabe Crunch. You're not quite daily, not quite news. Bump for the world of professional wrestling. The Kayfabe Crunch is brought to you by Ghost Mattresses. Our new God-sized mattress is the same size as a standard wrestling ring. Sleep up to 20 and permanently warp the minds of your immediate family. Now with free delivery for Kayfabe Crunch listeners. Providing your doorway is very wide and that you're hip enough to host the local orgy. The Kayfabe Crunch.